Hello, hello, hello to all you beautiful, phenomenal, wonderful individuals out there. I hope you're all having a good day today. And I hope you're all ready to sit back, relax, and enjoy another awesome episode of Doing Black. <laughs> I have missed you guys greatly, and I apologize for my tardiness, for my absence. There's been a lot going on. Your girl is in school. It is college, and it is the end of the semester. So there's been a lot going into all of this. However, this past weekend, I've had the most amazing experience of my life, and I just had to share it with you guys. This past weekend, I had the wonderful experience of visiting the White Mountain Apache Tribe in White River, Arizona with the Global Experiential Learning Program, or the GEL program, here at the University of Arizona. Because of these wonderful individuals, I got the chance to visit with the people that I have never had the personal pleasure of being in the presence of before. I am so very grateful for this opportunity and to all those who made it possible, for those who let me know about it, and for those who took me on it, the wonderful people I got to take this journey with, and I would love to share this wonderful experience with you guys. So on this episode, we're going to take a day-by-day little look into what I got to experience and be there for, and at the end, we're going to start up some conversations that I feel like need to be had, you know, some food for thought, things to think about, and you know, the thoughts and takeaways that I personally got from my trip. So sit back, relax, let's get cozy, let's enjoy ourselves. And uh, yeah, let's do it. So before we get into the episode, I wanted to preface it by saying these very important things. Firstly, I did gain permission from our tour guide and our inviter onto the reservation, Malau, and all the people who went on the trip with me to do this show and to share this information with you. So please know I have been permitted to do so. I will be withholding certain key details and aspects of my journey, my experience, and the ceremony we got to take part in only to keep what is sacred to me and to the White Mountain Apache tribe sacred. Also, I am speaking from my perspective on this trip and not that of any other people. I do not claim to have lived the experience of the beautiful people I got to meet or claim to represent them in my saying this. These are just the takeaways that I have gained, the information that I have gained, and my own thought processes and feelings towards them. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Thank you so much. After driving for a lengthy four hours, or give or take four hours, somewhere around that, we arrived on the reservation, and the first person that we got to meet was Malal, a two-spirited individual, and they were our tour guide and also the individual who invited us onto the reservation. Upon meeting this individual, I was super excited for all that they had to share with us and everything that was going to be made available to us intellectually. I thought we were going to get like, you know, the basic overview of the artifacts that they had there because we were right next to the museum. Um, You know, the artifacts, the garb, what what its purpose was, you know, some of the traditional ceremonies. But upon talking to Malal, we got to become completely immersed into the experience of a White Mountain Apache individual and their history just based off what they were saying to us. They went into some of the characteristics of themselves as a tribe as well as that of other tribes. We talked about the creation story, what the sunrise dance was about, the traditional attire of men and women, what it was used for, 
their views on life and religion, pageantry within the indigenous community, gender roles, meanings about separate archetypes in their society and rituals that they have. One that touched me especially was how waking up each morning is a ritual within and of itself. The house will be facing the east where the sun rises. And each day as the sun rises, you wake up and you forget everything that happened in the past. For there's nothing you can do about the past at this point. What has happened has happened and nothing can change that. What you can do, however, is look forward, keep working towards the future, and continue to try to be better for yourself, for your community, and for your family. And that was extremely touching to me, mostly because in this day and age, and not just this day and age, in many days and ages before this, we get so caught up in the things that we've done and the mistakes we've made and in the places that we've gone that we know we shouldn't have, people that we've been with that we know we shouldn't have. And really, this ritual and waking up and seeing the beauty and the new day and the new life that you've been given put into perspective for me that the past does not control me, but I do control my future. That's a perspective that I will hold near and dear to my heart for the rest of my life. And... As we continued on in conversation, every question we could have possibly asked Malal had an answer for. They were super warm and welcoming. And I thought that was going to be the end of the tour, you know, after looking all over the artifacts and the things that were made by the people and, you know, talking about their traditions and whatnot. I thought that we were just going to, you know, go back home and start talking about it. Little did I know that I was in for an even bigger treat. After the demonstration and the historical conversation with Malal, we were invited to join them in their sunrise celebration that they were having. This celebration is a coming of age as well as a family joining celebration for the Apache people. Once young girls hit puberty, their birth mother selects a godmother for them. In the ceremony, their godmother and the young girl are joined together. The young girl represents the creation stories and officially becomes a woman. Now, clearly, there are several other facets to this amazing experience and the celebration. There are so many meanings, and it goes far deeper. And while Malal did explain all these things to us, I wish to keep a lot of the aspects of the ceremony itself to myself, only because they were so sacred to those people and to me. It was such a huge honor for me to be there that I do not want to betray the trust that they put into me. Therefore... I'll just tell you guys the experience I had being there. Now, in all honesty, because we were outsiders for the White Mountain Apache people, because we're not a part of their community, and because we were visiting from somewhere off of their reservation, I wasn't entirely sure how they were going to receive us, especially at such a sacred ceremony. But because we were invited to go, I did consider it an honor, so I went for it, obviously. And... To my pleasant surprise, everyone there was so very welcoming and so happy for us to be present. They immediately approached us and asked what our names were, where we were from, what our majors were, what university, and all these wonderful things. They invited us back the next day for the continuation of the ceremony, and I was just 
gobsmacked, for lack of a better word, because they were so warm and welcoming and happy to have us there. And I was so honored to be held in such a high regard and to be so welcomed by them. On to the second day, being on the Apache Reservation. On the second day, we had the tremendous honor, and thank you so much to the chairwoman, of meeting Miss Gwendina Lee Gatewood, the present chairwoman of the White Mountain Apache Tribe. In meeting her, we got to sit down in a boardroom and discuss with her her duties as chairwoman, her life, and the process in which it took for her to campaign and become chairwoman, her own personal values, her views on life, family, her community, her tribe, as well as all indigenous groups. And once again, thank you so much for having us. Thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule to meet with us. And I could not be more grateful to have had this conversation with you. So thank you so, so much. I believe the most powerful aspect of my conversation or our conversation with the chairwoman was that she discussed with us the beauty that she finds in being a woman, what that means to her family, to herself, and to her community. And being that the Apache society is a matrilineal society, it was really interesting to me to see women held in such a high regard as far as family went. That is not to say that she did not struggle in her campaigning to be the chairwoman, as she did. However, she didn't find her womanhood to ever be a weakness, but to be a strength. And I definitely see and felt a very proud, strong presence within her and within her womanhood. And it made me proud once again to be a woman. That is not at all to say that I have never not been proud of being a woman. But sometimes in society... We're put in such a box of being weaker or having to be lesser than in order to be anything. And she was such an inspiration to me in the fact that she is everything she wanted to be. And she worked and fought for it. And she is no less the woman she was when she started. If anything, she is a stronger woman because of it. She also discussed her responsibilities to her community and especially to her family, to her children. And it was so beautiful seeing someone be so proud of being a woman. Oftentimes in our society, women don't focus on being a woman. We focus on every other characteristic because we feel as though our womanhood is going to devalue us or bring us down in the eyes of others. But she made me see, or I've always known this, but she put it into physical proximal perspective for me that womanhood is nothing to be ashamed of in any regard it is such a strength it is such a blessing and I'm very blessed to have been a part of that experience and to become familiar once again with my pride and my womanhood and I am so so thankful to her for that so if you ever get to hear this Thank you so much for sitting down and talking with us. Thank you for taking time out of your extremely busy schedule to meet with us and really impart upon us your wisdom, your knowledge, your perspective, and your loving kindness. So just peace and blessings to you and yours. And thank you once again. 
Now, this specific aspect of the trip wasn't necessarily about cultural immersion. However, it was the most fun thing I've ever done. I got to ride horseback, you guys. I I just I just feel like that I could just stop the conversation right there. I got to be on a horse by myself and ride it through nature, you guys. Like, oh my god. Okay, so for some of you younger guys out there, for some of you guys who are invested in pop culture, you guys know the song Old Town Road, right? I'm gonna take my horse to the Old Town Road. I'm gonna ride like I can't no more. That one. Yeah. Okay. So, I hate bandwagons. I really do. But I'm not gonna lie. I did play that song before I got on the horse. Just to get me in the mood, you know? Just to, just to be like, okay, I'm officially about to ride a horse. <laughs> My horse, his name was Titanic. He was a boy. Super gentlemanly, super sweet. But he was very much like me, a very kindred spirit, considering there was a certain path we were supposed to follow. But he was like, mm, I'm not finna get my hooves in those in the in that mud. So I'm gonna walk around the tree and I'm gonna meet you on the other side. And he would just stop to get food whenever he felt like. He was just a very much I'm going to do what I feel like type individual. And I loved it so much. It was a great experience. So shout out to you guys at the Horse Ranch. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for being such lovely hosts for us. And yeah, I got to ride a horse. Something off the bucket list. Boom pow. At the end of this wonderful day, we got to do two wonderful things that I am very proud to have been a part of and learned quite a bit from. The first was the most educational aspect, I feel like, on a more logistic level. We had a cooking demonstration from our great friend and tour guide, Malal, once again. In this cooking demonstration, we got to know what the White Mountain Apache people specifically had to eat throughout the desert, how they cooked it, what it did and all those types of things. I learned how to cook a, I I believe it's a prickly pear cactus, uh, how to cook agave, how to eat it, all those good things. You know, good things to know if you ever get stranded in the desert. I do not wish that upon anybody, but if you just, you know, happen to go out for a little excursion to see if you can survive, a lot of what Malau taught me would be very, very helpful. It was very interesting, very interactive, and I got to not only learn about their foods, but a lot more about the history as well. We got to dive further into it. It was quite wonderful. Um, after that, we got to attend the second day of the Sunrise Celebration, which is, you know what? I'm not going to tell you guys. We just got to attend the second day, which was a dance. That's all I'm going to say. It was a dance. Um, and it was at night. And it was around a bonfire. And there you could just feel this energy, this wonderful, positive, communal energy there. Everyone dancing with one another. Everyone there in support of the young girl who was going through the ceremony. And it was just, oh, I just... I'm kind of getting emotional, to be honest, because the fact that we were invited there into such a sacred space, such a sacred moment in her life, and got to witness that, and were completely invited by the entire community, it it was an amazing experience, and I'm so, so grateful that I got to be a part of it. Just standing there, getting to witness it and be a part of it was... I. Wow, I talk a lot, you guys, and I am literally speechless right now. But all that I can really say is that it was a blessing in every sense of the word. 
and thank you so much to the White Mountain Apache tribe, to the entire community, to Malal, to Lisa, the wonderful Apache woman we got to meet and talk with as well, to the chairwoman, to all of you guys for being such wonderful hosts, to being so welcoming, and for being so loving towards us. We are so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Alright you guys, so now that you have a basic understanding of everything I got to experience, when I say basic, I do mean basic. Yes, I kept some things to myself, but you get the gist of it, right? I knew you would. Anyway, now that you got a basic understanding of everything I got to take part in, I wanted to open up some conversations, you know, get some some food for thought, some, some you know, some some creative juices flowing, if you will. I wanted to open you guys up to some of the ideas that were, you know, brought to the forefront of my mind on this trip, as well as while I was talking with the other people who went on the trip with me. The first one is how important it is to self-evaluate on how you view the world and all the people within it. I'm going to be completely transparent with you guys. This is a judgment-free zone, so I don't want any type of judgment But if you judge me, hey, we're human. I forgive you for it already, okay? So, in all honesty, my prior ideas on how visiting the reservation and the White Mountain Apache people would be was them not being as accepting of outsiders as they genuinely were. I know that we were invited there, and that was the only reason I agreed to go on the trip. Because first and foremost, I have respect for every culture and every people. So I never want to take from them. I would love to learn from them and have a better understanding of them as people, their place in history, their experience, and all those great things. I realize that I am not a part of their experience and I will never be able to say that I have lived it, but growing closer to them on the basis of the fact that we are both humans, we both have our own experiences, and and we both have love for each other because of those, is my reasoning behind going and being a part of this cultural immersion. But even though we were invited, and because, and even though all these things were true, I still wasn't entirely sure how they would react to us being there. However, I was so pleasantly surprised that upon us being there, they were so warm and welcoming and so happy to see us, so excited about our presence. And it was, it was a wonderful, wonderful, pleasant surprise, you know? And I didn't originally know how the reservation would be, being that I'd never actually been on one. I originally thought it would be a well-taken-care-of, thriving, independent community, and don't get me wrong, they are. However, there are certain struggles within the community that I will not, you know, tell because it is not my truth to tell. There are struggles within the community that they were very transparent with us about that I would have never originally thought of, you know? And I had to think of, well, why did you have these ideas about these people before you'd ever actually met them? That's what I mean by self-evaluation, stepping away from your thoughts and being a witness to what you're thinking. So that's, that's a really big takeaway for me. Why is it so important to do that? Is one, you have to realize your own privilege and the opportunities that it allows you to have so that you can use those opportunities in order for the betterment and progression of them, of all communities. For example, I am a college student. 
that is a wonderful privilege that I have and I do not take it for granted because I am in college I have wonderful resources around me wonderful people around me who I can workshop my ideas with pause I am not saying people who are not in college don't have wonderful ideas on the contrary people who are not in college have great ideas thank you very much but for the purpose of my privilege discussion this is what I'm saying all right okay press play anyway (laughs) because of this privilege that I have because of my privilege of having this podcast as a way to express myself I am able to bring forth the ideas of other communities and the blessings that I have, the things that I get to experience, and bring them to you guys so that you can think about them. That's a privilege. I have recognized my privilege and I use it for the betterment of society, for other people, and for myself as a way to express who I am. So it's very important. Privilege doesn't have to be a bad thing. It depends on how you use that privilege think about that another good reason as to why it's so important is a knowledge of self i think the whole process of life is getting to know who you are you know finding out who you are getting closer to your true self and not who society tells you to be so reflecting self-evaluation not just doing it every once in a blue moon but you know kind of often you know is a very good way to get closer to who you are Three, better and more open knowledge and love for people. Oftentimes we are spoon-fed information and we're just supposed to believe it. That's a lot of where our archetypes and stereotypes about other cultures comes from. It's from the knowledge that we are initially given. But I urge you guys to seek that knowledge from the right sources. That brings me to my second point. True education comes when you open yourself up to all knowledge even the type that makes you uncomfortable and a really good point that they had at gel was when they said recognize your discomfort and ask yourself why it's there that you know circles all the way back into self-evaluation why am i uncomfortable talking about this race why am i talk uncomfortable talking about this tribe why am i uncomfortable being in a place where we talk about our own specific privileges. Why am I uncomfortable with those things? Why is that discomfort there? Did I put that discomfort there? Or did society tell me I was supposed to be uncomfortable talking about race? Therefore, I am. Self-evaluation, people. Think of, be witness to your thoughts. Once you become witness to your thoughts, are your thoughts a reflection of who you really are? Or is it a reflection of what you have been taught? The second huge takeaway I got is when seeking knowledge of people or a culture, you should always seek that knowledge from the people and their perspective and not that of others. Like I said, like I was saying earlier, a lot of the information we are given is spoon fed to us. And when it comes to other cultures, other peoples, it is spoon-fed to us from the, a perspective outside of that peoples. For example, a lot of the knowledge I have gained over the years about Native American tribes has not been from anyone Native American. And the history and history books, I doubt, was written from the perspective of a Native American person. In my education at least. I cannot say the same from other people's, but from, but from my early education years and forward, 
there weren't minorities who genuinely or generally wrote those books. A lot of the information that I got on Native American people was written from the perspective of other people. In doing that, you learn inaccurate depictions and biased narratives of these people. That's like me going around as a black woman saying, I know what the experience is being a Latinx man. And I, can, I have never lived that experience, therefore I cannot say what it truly is to be a Latinx man. I can say from my bias and my perspective what it is to be a Latinx man, but that does not make it true. Not entirely, unless it is completely factual, completely unbiased. And let's be real here. How much of the information that you were given in all your educational years do you think was truly unbiased? Think about it for a second. But anyways, I'm not going to expose that much. I'm going to keep going. All right, next point was always approach the matter from, well, always approach the matter with respect, sensitivity, and an open mind and heart. As I was stating far earlier in the episode, I didn't want to originally go because I thought that I wasn't aware of the fact that we had been invited. It is very important to me that whenever I seek knowledge about other cultures and other people, that they are willingly giving me this information because they genuinely want to share it with me. Whenever I'm seeking this type of knowledge, I do it from the point of view that I am an outsider looking to gain knowledge inside so that I can grow closer to you as an individual, as a member of your culture and community, and so that I, I can better myself with a better understanding of how the world works. I have the ultimate respect and reverence for every community, every culture, and how they do things. And I have respect for our differences as well. That is a huge point. Respect the differences. Just because that's not the way that you do things does not make it wrong. Finger snap. That was good. You guys got it, bit. That was good. That was good. <laughs> All right. The next point, the final point for this one. To respect the boundaries and the wishes of those people. If they do not want to share something with you because it is sacred to them or because they do not feel like that information is for you or that aspect of their culture is for you, respect it and move on. Another finger snapping moment. Everything is not for you. So respect that. If a member of a culture who lives within that culture, lives the experience of an individual within that culture, says this is not for you, this is for members of my community, you as an outsider of their community are not allowed to tell a member of their community what is for you and what is not. Those are the loving boundaries that we must set for ourselves as individuals and as members of our individual communities. A lot of times people are just like, oh, well, you can't tell me to not do this because I have my rights and all that type of thing. But it has nothing to do with me trying to take your rights away. It's me asking for respect as another human being. For me, as a black person, it's like a person who is of non-African descent or who isn't black saying that, oh, I should be allowed to say the N-word. The boundaries of my community are not for members outside of the community to rectify the members of the community tell you the boundaries you as a respectable human being follow them and that's how we maintain this loving exchange of our cultures that's where cultural appreciation comes in 
you respect the boundaries. Please and thank you. The last big, big takeaway that I got from this entire experience, not only meeting with the people, but being away from society within the city for a bit was humble yourself. Now, let me define that so none of y'all get offended. For the first part of that, Mother Nature is still running everything around us. As much as humans think that we run it, the earth is still doing that, okay? It's not the other way around. We merely utilize what is given to us. We have done a wonderful job at that, and we have erected wonderful things in society because of it because we are so resourceful in using that what has been given to us but we should not forget that it was given to us we should still we should still respect nature for the beauty and the gift giver that it is please so recycle a little bit it will not hurt stop throwing plastic on the ground and into the ocean stop just stop thank you (laughs) the next big point of that is that we are all people and we all have something beautiful to offer at the end of the day. Focus on the positive and love one another. I don't think I have to really describe that one very much. I feel, I feel like that speaks for itself. The separations we create between people are ones that are completely erected by the human mind, the human need to separate, to categorize in order for us to understand and while that is totally understandable for our survival when it comes to our fellow human beings you should respect your differences respect the quote-unquote categories they are placed in the communities they are a part of and that sort of thing but one thing that we still share one aspect of ourselves we still have in common is that we are both human beings Therefore, I automatically respect and have love for you. And I would only wish the same in your regard for me. So, peace and love, you guys. Just, (laughs) we're all human beings out here. And finally, people from all walks of life can love each other. And it's much easier to do so. Despite our difference, we're still human beings. Like I said, we're still human beings. Just because you come from this place or from this circumstance and I come from this separate place in this separate circumstance does not mean we're automatically enemies. It just makes us different. And that is totally fine. I respect your differences and you should respect mine. We are still human beings. I still got love for you, shawty. It's okay. All right, you guys, that concludes this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you guys got a good glimpse into my thought processes, into my experience, into the blessing that I was blessed with. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Couple shout outs. Big, big shout out to the gel program here at the U of A. Global Experiential Learning. I highly suggest you guys check them out. They are a wonderful resource in being able to take part in these wonderful cultural immersion type trips. I only paid $20 to be a part of this experience, you guys. 20 How? Right. That's crazy, right? I know. So you guys should go ahead and do it. Like, why have you not Googled them already? G-E-L program. Gel. Go ahead and do that for me. Thank you guys so much. 
A great, 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 great thanks to the White Mountain Apache people, to Malal, our wonderful, wonderful tour guide, and to the chairwoman. Thank you all so much for having us there. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you for being so warm and welcoming and for just allowing us into your sacred spaces. I am so very appreciative. I do not take it for granted, and I so, so hope that I did you guys justice in my episode. Um... Shout out to everyone who went on the trip as well. All you guys are great people. You all have great minds. It was wonderful getting to know you guys a little bit, having conversations with you. And I highly, 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 highly hope I get to see some of you guys again. And finally, I just want to say how grateful I am for this experience, how grateful I am for people, how grateful I am to just be in this time and space and to be able to generate love for other people and spread that love as much as I possibly can I genuinely feel like everyone on earth is my friend whether you like me or not I got love for you (laughs) thank you all thank you so so much again for listening you guys have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day peace and blessings holla